Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Second gig, or was it quite some way down the line? No, no. Um, see, I, I, I don't know who, uh, who had returned from London. I, I 
relatives. Actually, I have a, a famous relative in London who was uh, EastEnders, in and out of EastEnders through the years. You know, Jacqueline Jossa. Oh, yeah. Max Browning. Oh, brother. yes, yes. Well, well her, her uh, mother and I are full cousins. So that makes um, Jacqueline a second cousin. But um, so uh, yeah, they they had returned back to Belfast after they left Belfast because of all the going back to the troubles to get away from the conflict. And so I even now I've got lots of cousins throughout London, you know, and um, yeah. So uh, what was the question? <laughs> when did you start enjoying it? When did you start really getting into it? Because obviously you blew the place up and you hadn't even yeah, given them a so, shimmy yet. Well, my my uncle Pat he had become like a substitute father. I lost my father at nineteen, so we were frequenting this place after this happened, and we were going there every week. It was a real working man's club, you know. The Dockers, it was a Dockers but deep sea divers club, you know. So, um, but it had a great. Uh, in fact, the, the number one equity branches meetings are held there in the Dockers club. It's well known for the equity union, uh, and uh, so. Yeah, I was, even though it scored the life out of me, um, frequent with this each week, it was inevitable that people were calling me up. And so I started expanding on repertoire and did what he, he requested for me to, to learn some new songs to, you know, to pay me. And I started yeah, after, you know, maybe a, a few times of getting this buzz, you know, because I was seeing people's reaction in the audience and, they were just, you know, when you get that feedback from an audience, you, you probably know that by being presenters and um, uh, on television work and all that, you, you, it tends to give you a lift. And so yeah. it felt good putting, putting happiness into other people's lives through music. So, um, and then I don't know what you were, you know, Bob Kennedy? No. Singer-songwriter? No. Bob, well, Bob, Bob Kennedy was uh, the front man of a band called Energy Orchard from Belfast. Okay. Who did quite quite well. They, they were signed to FCA Records. Well, I worked in the post office with two of Bob's brothers, Jim and Stuart, and uh, um, Jim had heard me sing and told Bob about this guy. Bob was based in London as a singer-songwriter, and you know his, his albums had toured with Dan Straits and Steve Earle and a lot of people, you know, Shane McGowan, you know, he, 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 uh, he was a very respected singer-songwriter from Belfast, you know, and uh, so he was home on a, a visit to visit family, you know, for the long weekend, and when Bob told me, when, when Jim said to him, I want to sing like Elvis, yeah. I said, yeah, right, nope. nobody sings like Elvis, you know. One of those things, you know, just brush it off. So, but he took him down to the club anyway, and within I finished getting a couple of songs as per usual, learning the ropes. And um, he approached me and he said, he put his hand out, he said, I'm Doc. And I said, I know who you are. I, said, I saw you coming in with Jim, and I'm a fan of your music, you know. So, um, he said, Let me buy you a drink. And we sat down at the table, and he said, uh, Will you come to London with me and record an album? Wow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just just like that. And he said, I've, I've been an Elvis fan all my life, and I've never heard anybody so close to the man as what you just did there when I heard you, my jaw hit the floor. So I said, well, record what? But I said, because you can't repaint the Mona Lisa. The, the master's already made the masterpieces. There's no point in 
<laughs> all the songs. So um, I pitched to him. I said, "Well, funny enough, there there, there has been songs that I've always thought that I, I, as an Elvis fan, I'd love to hear Elvis cover." Um, was the Sex, Sex Pistols version of Eddie Cochran's Something Else, yeah. which I bought the 40, I still have the 45 vinyl, you know, now, you know, even up to this day, it's still great condition. And um, he loved that idea, well, Elvis does punk, punk rock. <laughs> and uh, so he, he then bounced off me with Nirvana. Uh, he says, are you a Nirvana fan? I said, well, I wouldn't say I was a full-blown fan, but I do like, you know, this song smells like Teen Spirit. I do like Come As You Are. And I I, I, I said, oh, I think Come As You Are would be a good one to cover. And so that was it. We, we finished the drinks and exchanged phone numbers. He flew back to London. And within a few days, he, he was playing a gig in, I think, in a place called Filthy McNasty's, <laughs> in, uh, which is a real, a lot of Irish frequent. I know Filthy and, McNasty's. And, yeah, that's famous. I think I think there's one in Acme and there's one right. in different parts of London. So it, uh, they played there the Wednesday night. So after he flew back to London after the weekend, he played his gig and told his musicians what we were talking about, what we were putting together, and they all loved the idea. So everybody started pitching in. So Bob would rang me the next day after the gig and he basically said, Jim, telling the guys about it and everybody thinks it's a great concept and uh, I said could you what do you think about doing a Bob Marley song and I laughed and the other the phone and I thought yeah why not Elvis could sing anything you could sing the, the phone book you know with <laughs> the shopping list the, you know his, his voice was so adaptable to different genres and music and uh, so it was at that point I realised I said Bob I, I just realised that they're all deceased you know, Bob Marley, Kurt Cobain, and Eddie Compton, Sid Vicious. They're all dead. So he went, F me. <laughs> so they are. And he bounced off me. But he, he went, suddenly he went, uh, I think he said, uh, Jimi Hendrix. And I said, Jim Morrison. And we started going through the, the 27 Club. And, um, you know, I was a music lover. He was a singer, songwriter. And we, we had a genuine love and respect for for all the artists that we covered on the album. Um, and it was just the biggest shock of my life. I didn't think an album of covers would take off the way it did. You know, I TFI Freddy six times. And, wow. Uh, uh, toured all over Europe and America and, and performed alongside, you know, Robbie Williams. You know, just a, it was an incredible journey. You know, it's still going on. You know, I just about from show in Germany at the weekend there so I'm still sort of plugging away at it Come as you are as a friend as I want you to be as a friend as a friend as an old enemy take your time hurry up the choice is yours 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. On the album either when we started talking about oh, getting you on the show we're like, we're brave lands we've got that it's a classic yeah. it's one of my favorites my nephew is absolutely obsessed with you and uh knows these other <laughs> these other songs now because elvis sings them and it's like no 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 well I'll, i'm not gonna explain it to you but yeah he does a he does a mean impression of you so you're so bringing hang on a minute so there's people doing impressions of jim doing who's in- doing elvis <laughs> okay yeah. all right i get that yeah that makes sense yeah my my nephew george is jelvis <laughs> <laughs> but you you actually went to Graceland. Tell me that story because I've heard wow. it like yeah. I want to go. I've been to Graceland about eight times through the years. Um, this all happened in ninety what ninety seven. Bob and I we, we put the album together in the summer of ninety seven, and then it uh, by that December, rough trade of us me to do the. the Christmas party. Oh, God, I bet and, that was wicked. Um, yeah, so, uh, Joey Ball, Jarvis Cocker, you know, there was a lot of people there that, that and I just sung, uh, which I, and that was a funny story. It was like something out of the film because this was my first gig, live gig in, in London, and that knew I was petrified. I had this terrible stage fright problem, like uh, Kirsty McCall, God Love Wrestler. And um, <clears throat> so, he, he put these Elvis glasses on me before they did on stage to hide the fear and wakes of the eyes. <laughs> because I could, I, could, I could hear this group of young men, you know, at the, near the front of the stage all chanting, the king is dead, the king is dead, you know, and I thought, oh, shit, I'll die on my ass when I go out here. You know, I was really shaken, you know, petrified. And... The opening number was Come As You Are, the Kurt Cobain track, the first song on the album. And it was like, you know, all the, the king is dead. And as soon as, as soon as I opened my mouth to sing, you could just see the, ex- the facial expressions. The king is a... <laughs> the king is alive! <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> it was like something out of a movie, you know, it would, it would make a good comical scene, you know, like something like the commitments, you know, that kind of. Um, 
I would watch that movie. You've listed three things there, right? Being being shoved on. I would watch that movie. You've listed three things there that would be great plot points, right? Getting shoved on stage. They made a Paul Potts movie. I'd rather watch this. Definitely. Shoved on stage, snapped up by a record producer, (laughs) then this. Just wonderful. Jim, what happened at Graceland? There 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 was some... some... Oh, well, when I signed the record deal with EMI... um, that was when I got first advance. That was the first thing I did was because all I wanted to do was, as a kid uh, was um, you know you ask a, a, a primary seven you know eleven year old you know, what do you want to be when you grow up and it would be oh I want to play for Manchester United I want to play for Arsenal or you know well you asked me the question and the answer was when I grow up I want to go to see Elvis in concert beautiful <laughs> you know. I, I just fell in love with him as a child, and the funny thing was, my both my parents didn't like him, and they they grew up through that period. They witnessed his arrival. As Paul McCartney once said, "The Messiah has arrived." Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I couldn't, I couldn't get that. You know, I remember my father, God rest him, saying, "Elvis' head's full of wee white mice." <laughs> Not King Cole is the mob with the voice, you know. He was Not King Cole, Johnny Mathis, and you know the Rat Pack and all that brigade, and, which are all fantastic singers too, which I love. I love a bit of everything musically, you know. And um, yeah, so uh, I, I I bought two tickets for my wife and I, and we went straight to Mathis. That was the to me that was the consolation prize of not yeah. witnessing the great walk out on the stage, you know. The, the uh, that magic that, that that man could convey the charisma that, that he had yeah. now little bird told me there was a thing there was an incident when you were at graceland maybe i'm wrong in the location maybe i'm sketchy on the details but it was a cd came over to you a woman came over with a cd she wanted to sign you to sign is that right here's the thing wasn't it for priscilla anyone? did you sign one for priscilla no, 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 no. I think I no. I know what you're talking about. For a laugh, I signed the CD and left it in the kitchen. <laughs> That's what I did. Jim, what is? Listen, I'm only just getting into Elvis, right? I've been reading about him, and I've been really, I've been watching. I've watched. Um, That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Elvis on tour. Did you watch the Kurt Russell one? No, I'm not. I'm not that desperate. I quite like that. I'm looking forward to the new movie. What is your? What is your favourite? <laughs> Elvis period. Uh, uh, I would have Elvis right across the board. Right, okay. You know, because it, you know, in the fifties, he was like an alien. He was a threat to the establishment and the sideburns, the grease back hair. He looked dangerous, and which was cool. You know, I mean, in the sixties, you know, a lot of a lot of Elvis maybe catchy, and you know, you know, the soundtracks weren't the best, but. Um, you know, he, he didn't want to sing in his movies at all. Um, but there, there are a lot of those movies that are great, you know, <laughs> musically and, you know, to watch and, and family viewing. But, uh, and then in the 70s, when his voice matured, yeah. and they shot up into the tenor range with big power balls like American Trilogy and Lord, You Gave Me a Mountain. And that man could go from bass baritone, maybe right up into for me, he did. He, the thing about Elvis, he was a decent actor. He wasn't a great actor. He was a decent actor. They just gave him shit films. Jailhouse Rock and King Creole, they're great movies. Yeah. And he, he's, he's yeah, kind well, of. Well, well, 
Go on, Jim. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, just... Walter Matthau, he, I saw him in an interview once and, and he said, for this kid who, who didn't have any acting in any drama school or, you know, he he handled himself pretty well and that he, he could have he could have been a Hollywood great if he had done what he wanted. He, yeah. he, you know, he loved Dean, I mean, James Dean and Martin Brando and he, he wanted to be taken seriously as an actor. Elvis did not want to sing in his movies at all, but they made it. Yeah. You know, it's Carl, Carl Parker had a lot to do with that too, of keeping the formula going. Of, you know, well, especially for the sixties, some of those movies were shot in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> to save money. I mean, who wants to? Who wants to see? Um, is it Double Trouble where he plays twins? He's twin, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were they no, were kissing, kissing cousins. Kissing cousins. All right, <laughs> but the thing is, right when Elvis was in control, he was brilliant. I mean, I'm not a big fan of '50s Elvis, but I get why he changed everything. Right, and when he was in control, he was great. The movies, The Colonel, '68 Christmas Special. That was Elvis going, no, 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 I ain't going to sing Christmas songs. I want to do this. The 69, 70 shows in Vegas were him. And when he was in control, he was unbeatable. But then he got lazy and drugs, you know, the drugs and all of the yes men. And he was also nervous. If you watch Aloha from Hawaii, right, which is beamed live to a billion people, you can see he's nervous. You know, it's incredible. He's still amazing, but... It frightened the it, 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 it frightened the, the life out of him because he, he couldn't believe that he was going to do like a, a global yeah. satellite broadcast. You know, a show that it, it, it literally, you know, Elvis got nervous before. I, I've heard Priscilla in, in interviews saying that she, uh, she well, before a show, like for an hour or two before, she couldn't even enter his dressing room. Right. He had to be alone to get himself prepared you know for the and and nobody that's why it's called an act because the nerves are, are um hidden you know uh before the following was on stage they're just covering it up read it reading about it i was just saying the show at the weekend i i had to run to the toilet <laughs> as long as you're not copying it everywhere reading about him i felt sorry for him you know, I felt sorry for him. He's a he's a bloke on his own, right? But surrounded by all these yes men, constantly, you know, taking medication. But it's speed, basically. You know, he was. I feel sorry for Jim. What is coming up next? Are Where you, can we see you? You got more shows and stuff. Um, well, I'm off to Germany at the end of this month again. Um, a private thing tomorrow night. Private function. Um. Uh, um at the end of June, yeah, I've got gigs throughout June, but at the end of June, I'm doing a, a special thing in the Belfast Grand Opera House, which is called for Action Ability Belfast, yeah. which is um, a cast. They, they've ran it for the last 11 years, well, before the pandemic hit. Um, uh, and they would take a theme like ABBA or Greece or Dirty Dancing, and the cast is made up of, of uh, people with Down syndrome and, and you know, learning difficulties and the whole cast, and that. it's it's scripted, but it can also be spontaneous, yeah, yeah. quite funny. And uh, so, uh, I've got that coming up. We're performing as the the music for the show, uh, which is based on Elvis's cat- catalog, and um, and it's I believe it's already sold out. Uh, Beautiful. And then 
I break for July, I, I break for holidays, and then I'm off at the beginning of August to Luxembourg. Wow. Um, I, I just come back from Germany, but uh, yeah, off to Germany on the 19th of this month again. Um, then I'm back in Bad Nauheim in Germany, which is where I almost was stationed, mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah. in the army. Uh, it's, it's the European Elvis Festival held every year. I, I played it throughout the last 15, 20 years, you know, throughout, you know, intermittently, you know, through different years. Um, but I played it last August also, but um, they've got me back that weekend there, which was the Elvis birthday celebrations was supposed to happen in January, but because of Omicron, I couldn't go, so it was postponed until that weekend there. Um, but I'm back at the European Elvis Festival in Baton and the 12th to the 14th of August again, and then uh, we got a confirmation for Spain. Jesus. Uh, at the end of... Uh, this is brilliant. I can see yeah, why you so need to take a month off. You must be absolutely shattered. Well, I'm getting older. I have six grandchild coming in November, so... Um, Blimey. Move around as much as I used Jim, it's so lovely to meet you. Stay in touch. If you're doing any gigs that we can get to, we would love to come and see and um, meet up. So let us know if you're doing any gigs that we're able yeah. to come and see too. Get some lessons on Zoom. Um, but it's it's nice to talk to you, Jim, and we will we will speak to you again soon, mate. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Ian, for having me. Lovely. It's a pleasure. appreciate it. We'll see you later on. ta Thank you. We got there. Bye, Jim. Oh, he's going to sing. Oh. <laughs> See you later, Bye. Jim. We got there in the end, and he's there he's singing. he's singing. Oh God! Here we go. We got there in the end. Technology. Yeah. Technology. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.